Right now, everybody, welcome to the Pucknologist here on Teal Town USA, episode 88 this time, coming at you, week 15 in the books for the NHL. Joining me as always, Rocket Backhander. And we're back! <laughs> oh, somebody confirm that. Somebody confirm it. All right, so yeah, we... I've got it open, so I'll wait and see. <sighs> so, anywho, interesting start to the program. <laughs> never seen this one before hey we're you know back. it's like on. you know what's so great about this it's like we had the issues with youtube over the holidays and uh let's just say it's it's lingering but mm. anyway uh back to where we were so i'm joined with rocket backhander yay rocket backhander how you doing folks uh hockey jerk and uh so my third star of the week is, oh wait sorry that's an old shtick uh hockey underscore jerk how are we all doing today i got my got my coca-cola with me no free ads so i'm ready to go nice so week 15 is in the books yay uh sharks go two and one versus st louis columbus and dallas over the last 10 games five three and two seven points out of a wild card spot six points they're okay seven points it's completely over forget it uh but i'll let jerk talk about that in a little bit do the Sharks officially resign from the season then? Oh, absolutely. They're not even in the league anymore. Yeah. Dude, didn't they like drop to down to like the ECHL or something? No. They moved the whole team to Seattle. <laughs> Just keeping the place warm for you. Uh, so at St. Louis, uh, it's a 3-1 loss. This sucks <laughs> because we know. But anyway, uh, Dell looked decent. Uh, not fantastic, but did look decent. Sharks goals coming on special teams. Five on five would have been nice, whatever. Timo on the power play. Uh, EK65 gets credit for a shorthanded goal scored by O'Reilly. That was fun. Uh, but early in the second period, Couture awkwardly slams into the boards, needs help off, doesn't return, leaves in a walking boot. We'll get to that in a little bit. And this one, it's, uh, you know, Bennington is just a badass goalie, and this is a great team right now in St. Louis. So what are you going to do? Versus Columbus, the BJs come in with only one loss in their last 15 games, of course, courtesy of San Jose. Sharks hand them another loss, 3-1. to one. LeBanc gets a goal and an assist. Jumbo scores his second, second of the season on the power play, and Dell throws up a 968. Then versus Dallas, Pavelski returns. Marlowe's 1700th game. Sharks win 2-1 over the Stars. Dell looks... Amazing, and with a 964 power play, looking solid so far. Five for 13 in 2020, but now we're back to the problem of five-on-five five woes. This is something like Ian Reed talked about before. You plug one hole, another one sprouts over here, uh, but there it is. That's what happened. So uh, Rocket, over the course of the week of hockey, uh, you know, your uh, hat trick of good and bad? Oh, my hat trick of good and bad. Uh, okay, so I would have to say... Uh, uh, all right, I'm just going to get the bad stuff out of the way first because I don't I don't want to do that. Okay, it's bad stuff. Uh, Logan in, in a boot. Boo. There's a snake in Logan's boot. Um, I These were not... Well, aside from Dallas. Dallas, I don't think, is a very strong team this season but i mean columbus is there eight and st louis i mean hey they're probably one of the few teams within recent memory at least since i've been watching uh the sport that um 
they don't seem to be suffering too much of a cup hangover. Not yet, anyway. I mean, we haven't even hit all-star break, so they might have some really gnarly injuries piled up at the end of the regular season that we don't see. Who knows? But so far, you know, they're they're still running on some on some pretty big mojo. And Bennington is not an easy goalie to knock over. So uh, I think the Dallas... You're saying we Dallas need to run... Win- Bennington more is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I'm saying that uh, video coach did a good job of telling everybody what to look for, and I don't maybe uh, the flight attendant on on the Blues's plane gave him the wrong fruit snacks. We just got lucky, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like roll ups, said. damn it! I said roll ups. No, yeah. go ahead. Okay, so I would say like, uh, oh god, I was on the bad. Yeah, like Logan in a boot, Logan in a boot, Logan in a damn boot. Those are those are my three bad, um, so much so that I'm 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 not even gonna address Eric Carlson this week, uh, and then my my good ones are like I said St. Louis is a tough team to beat so they're beating the tough teams which is nice, uh, the Dallas, I think it was it was nice of the Sharks fans to stay so classy with like what a two minute standing ovation for for uh, Pavs when he he returned that was nice, Easy. and then um, Aaron Dell easily like one of the brightest spots of this team so far hey now i'm sorry i ramble (laughs) it's all good jerk man all right so here's my hat trick up first we we got the good uh which has been the defense and the goaltending i thought i thought aaron dell has just been locked in ever since he became the number one goalie he's making the saves that he needs to make uh which is obviously good but he's also making the saves that he probably shouldn't make um, which is even better, and <clears throat> he's giving the Sharks legitimately a chance to win uh, every single night. And on that same kind of you know uh, idea, if you will, I thought the defense has been really, really good. Obviously, Vlasic, Ferraro, Shimek, Dylan, all those guys have kept things locked down very well. They're playing physical, but they're not letting it get out of hand, and they're doing a really good job at keeping the puck away from Arendelle. And then obviously Eric Carlson and Brent Burns have both been making a lot of offense happen. So the defense, you know, one through six, I thought has played very well all the way through and, and nothing's really stood out to me, either goaltending or defense. That's been egregiously bad the last week. Uh, my bad, the second part of my hat trick, I'm going to go with rocket here, obviously couture in a walking boot, but I think just in general as well, the lack of scoring, uh, we'll say, I mean, the Sharks have won games and it's our philosophy that you never complain about a win, but I would feel a lot better if that win against Dallas was 3-1 instead of 2-1. And the same thing, I mean, you'd like to see, even if the Sharks absolutely have to lose against St. Louis, you'd still like them to see, to have more than one goal. Um, and then the third part of my hat trick, my I am unsure. Um, are we going to have a 30-goal scorer this year? <laughs> because... <laughs> Like, Evander Kane has 18, and it's like, that's the highest right now. And it's like, you know, things can change, but it's like, Doesn't I don't know. Doesn't he have two hat tricks this season or something like that? Yo, yeah. he does. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, the- <laughs> so he's having a great season. Yeah, and, and, well, and you know. If we're, I mean, if we're looking for more goals, we could perhaps trade for Pekka Rene. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I do want to say your, your quick, uh, your quick uh, financial update, if you will. Uh, the Sharks currently have $5.1 million in trade deadline cap space. Mm-hmm. So let's we'll put a pin in that. We'll come back. Uh, hey, we'll see. I'm available, Sharks. I know. 
Uh, on February 24th, we'll be having a conversation. <laughs> yes, we will. Uh, I, yeah. will, I will sign all of the autographs for free for you guys if that happens. In five starts, Dell has dropped his goals against by almost 40 points, up to save percentage by uh, by 20. Um, so, Nabby, uh, look forward to a little bonus, a little something-something in your paycheck. Mm. Um, my, uh, you know, my... I guess hat trick of good is, of course, you know, Dell, Dell, and Dell. You have to appreciate that. Uh, but the bad part, um, yeah, five on five scoring. It's all the same stuff. Uh, although, God, I can't, I don't know who, who created this sign that says, you know, missing, and it's a photo of Pavs, and it says last seen wearing ugly green sweater, reward 11.5 million. <laughs> Dude, you're my hero for that sign. I love that sign. Savage. We'll get into that all that in a little bit. I don't want to like go down the the, the rabbit hole too quickly. What I, I I do need to to ask Jerk about something that he said earlier, and he just slid it in there, and I wasn't sure if I. So, uh, <clears throat> Jerk. Yes. You you had mentioned something about Dell and and the starting goalie position that he now has. Is that official or is that just basically at this point everybody's like "Mm, yeah uh so the answer to your question is yes um it it it, it's a fit i see it as being official because dell has started five of the last six games and to my recollection only one of those instances hasn't been a back-to-back um yes it was it was columbus and the capitals uh so uh i i would say obviously he is a starter and um, I think too, what kind of did it in was um, as as good as Jones played against Washington, you know, his meltdown uh, in the last minute of the third period, I think kind of did it in because since that meltdown, it's been Dell uh, last three games. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, the, I, I, I think it's official in that sense where he's consistently been called upon even not in a back to back. But I think it's also kind of like the, yeah, OK, that's how it is just because I mean. Yeah. You know. What else oh. are we gonna do? Yeah. Yeah. And and I am for it. I mean, I'm I'm gonna get on a pedestal here really quick, but like ever we we all spoke last season about how Aaron Dell is. It's called a soapbox. You know what, AJ? Have you ever known me to go with the societal norms? No, it's true. twenty. It's twenty twenty. I can be different. Oh, uh, <laughs> so. We we all spoke last year about how Aaron Dell was like the worst backup goalie in the league and, and deservedly so. I mean it was just the numbers not great. bored that out, but yeah. Yes. But <clears throat> let's let's also talk about how the previous season Aaron Dell was the best backup in the league, right? Yeah. And it and, and so I'm not saying that I was right and everybody was wrong because I was right there with everybody and saying he was awful last year, but it kind of makes me think, okay. Maybe last year was just kind of a weird moment, and he sort of back to where he actually is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to yeah. get into too, too outside of the rink, but you know they're like well-known personal stuff as well, so that can obviously contribute to it. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, things. <laughs> Again, you look at the injury to Couture and all this, and you're just sitting there going, "Oh, the Sharks are just hosed," but. Coming into 2020, I mean, it. I don't think that it's been horrible. You win in overtime versus Pittsburgh. Uh, you beat Columbus, who were on a great run. 
Uh, you've got the overtime loss that should have been a victory. If for so, if, if Goody clears out the garbage when there was about a minute left, maybe that game goes differently. Uh, if Jones can hug the post a little tighter, something going on. Either way, I kind of look at that Washington game as a little bit of an anomaly, similar, mm-hmm. similarly to like Markstrom getting his ass handed to him a couple days ago by Tampa. You know, like. Well, and 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 that's the thing too is is everybody's going to fall apart. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of not. It's just a matter of not letting it define you. Yeah. So. I, like obviously, you're not putting that down as a win. <laughs> I mean, maybe if you've got a column for moral victories, okay, sure. But either way, very close. And then, yeah, okay, you got the loss with St. Louis, but St. Louis is just a really solid team. And the fact that you took Washington that far at that point, best team in the league, I think is something. Again, oh, another one for moral victory. And then two, you know, back-to-back wins. And starting next week, you got a nice little road trip here that really could, you, you know, two of them, Arizona, Vancouver, you got two in your division, guys ahead of you, these are huge, and Colorado. That's a nice stretch of games leading into the break that is going to show the Sharks, you know, are we, you know, can we get over this hump? Can we try to get that wild card spot or something? Or are we going to have an epic collapse? See, that's why I was saying earlier about how, like, uh, somebody, man, somebody wrote uh, an article about how it was like, oh, Logan Couture is out for the season. Sharks may as well just call it a day. And that made me really upset because, like I said, you know, when I, I posted it on Twitter, I said, I'm not here to pump anybody's tires, but I'm also not here to slash them either. And until this team is mathematically eliminated from playoffs, they're still in it. And to suggest that because one member of the team is missing that the entire season is over is... um. I think it flies in the in the face of everything that speaks to the spirit of hockey. Like even from like a journalism standpoint, that's just that's that attitude is not hockey. That's not a hockey attitude. That might be, you know, like that might be the Pistons attitude. That might be the Yankees attitude, but that's not going to be the Sharks attitude. Do you see what I'm saying? Like it's other sports maybe, but not hockey. Um, and I, I was really offended. I was deeply hurt and offended. Like my teal tinted visor came on down hard when I saw that. <laughs> You, and I was you, like, oh, uh, uh, you, <laughs> uh, you, you are not dead when you're dying. You're dead when you're dead. Bingo. Mm. Chip yep. in a chair, baby. A chip in a chair. That's all you need to stay in the game. Can of corn. Let's go. Yeah. Yep. So, um, well, we're talking about Dell having these great games. He's again, his numbers have in 2020 have just been incredible. Uh, so I think the question is, do we ever see Jones again? <laughs> ever? Like, the Sharks don't play back-to-back until the middle of February. So, and... Just roll roll with what's hot. I was going to say, roll with what's hot. The other thing being, uh, I can't remember if it was in The Athletic or something, but I do remember seeing an article maybe a month, two months ago that basically said coaches need to stop with the whole... Well, it's back to back, so you know you got to give your you know one goalie goes one night, one goalie goes the other one. Why? Why can't the same guy go back to back? You know, got to yeah, got to lose that mindset a little bit. So, <clears throat> if the Sharks do not make the playoffs, does the Couture injury give Wilson a little bit of an excuse to hand over to Hasso Jerk? No. Not at all, because thing, things were bad 
things were bad before uh, Couture went down, right? And th- this season, it's the same. Uh, it's the same as fourteen fifteen with the Sharks, but it's also, um, if you're familiar with Tampa Bay, they're one of the pillars of the league, but they had a god-awful season three years ago where they missed the playoffs and it was all bad news bears. But these seasons are anomalies, you know? Every Like I said, everybody's going to stumble. It's just a matter of if you let it define you or not. And clearly, the last time the Sharks stumbled, they turned around, they made the bad parts of their roster better, and they went to the Stanley Cup final. So if the Sharks do miss the playoffs, you can't you can't freak out and, oh, my God, we had one bad year, even though our roster is actually pretty good, so we're going to get rid of everybody. you got to address the problem and go back to work. That's all you can do. I mean, the the goal is not to make the playoffs. The goal is to win the Stanley Cup, and you don't win the Stanley Cup by making your team worse. Really? At last check. My mind is blown. Have you talked to Detroit about that? <laughs> Ugh, Detroit is uh, oh, man. Hey, we'll they there. got their they got their twelfth win. <laughs> it's <Gotcha>. January. <laughs> okay, here I got a bet for you in January. Who ends up with more? Kane, more goals, Detroit more wins. What number's higher at the end of the season? Kane's Ooh. goals hundred percent. Yeah, Kane's goals. <laughs> if, we, that's... If, we, if we extrapolate this, that's my new favorite word lately. If we extrapolate that win pace over an eighty-two game season, the Red Wings are on pace for twenty-one wins. And as we talked about earlier, Kane's already got eighteen goals. So all right, all right, all right. I, I'll take the under on this. I'll go with Detroit. I was going to say, let's also take into just account that <laughs> Hockey Jerk did say that Bodker would hit 20 goals. We all know what happened there. But anyway. <laughs> there was no reason to think he wouldn't. That, I, I absolutely agree with you, except I, uh... I, except that I just knew. <laughs> it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> I'm not telling you it's true. I'm just telling you I'm right. Yeah. I don't know it for a fact. I just know that it's true. Uh, so obviously with the Couture injury, hurdle slots in for Logan at the All-Star game. That should be fun. Uh, it's going to be... It, it, I like the comments that came out from Hurdle regarding that where he basically said, like, oh, you know, oh, oh for sure, I'm going to have to talk to the guys and, and see what's going on and make sure I don't try too hard but not try hard enough. And but, You know, because it's like he doesn't want to be the one guy that's out there giving it 110% when everybody else, let's be honest, is half-assing it, just having a good time. If um, he doesn't go between the legs, I'm not watching. <laughs> I just, I think it could be a fun game just to see like everybody looking at Hurdle just going, okay, dude, you're like at a 10. We need you like at a six. Okay. Like you're a little too amped up, bro. Go get on the bike for like 10 minutes. Work some of that (laughs) nervous energy off. Um, Let's get to my, um, my favorite whipping boy. Uh, Look, I'm not an Eric Carlson fan. People know this, but I just want to point out he, 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 yeah, he didn't. I don't he think didn't. I, I didn't think he did. And the only reason why I'm fight. saying this, okay, Go yeah, ahead. I get I get that. I get that. And that's all day. It's oh, he's on a five game point streak or whatever. Well, how many during that time, how many goals was he responsible going the other way? And I'm not saying <clears> he was responsible for any. I'm just saying over the course of it, we see times where it's like, oh, this guy's worth all this money, blah, blah, blah. And then you see him parked in front of the net with the, you know, the goal, the puck sitting behind Jones or Dell or whoever, and blah, blah, blah. Anyway. My whole point of this is, yes, he is my favorite whipping boy right now because a lot of his game I'm not a big fan of. However, I'm not the only one to say this. 
<laughs> Brett Hedekin, live on the broadcast, straight up said, Eric Carlson with two horrible turnovers on that shift. So I just think it's funny. When I tweet that out on Twitter, everyone's, oh, you're an idiot. You don't know what the hell you're talking about, AJ, blah, 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 blah. Hedekin puts it out. Hmm, that's an interesting take that Hedekin had. So it's just like, <laughs> F you. Oh, it's it, it's in the chat. He- Go ahead. Sorry. No. So AON two three four five. So EK sixty five is so good that he's even responsible for other teams' point streaks. <laughs> I like Beautiful. it. Beautiful. Good job. I like it. But you get what I'm saying. It's just that I, do I think he's worth eleven and a half million? No. Are there plenty of people who do? Yes. And in eight years' time, we'll all find out who was right and who was wrong. It'll it'll be or seven and a half, I guess. But it'll be a fun road to follow. Again, that con- and it's not him specifically. It's just the whole idea of putting all that money on the blue line. And then when you have no forward depth, you're going, I, I got no money. I can't do anything. The cap, you know, what do we do? I think, I don't know. I, I have to say, I do, I do think that his value is is currently out of that, that amount. Will his next contract be anywhere remotely near that or will he ever have another deal anywhere near that contract this is his last contract not necessarily yeah see like that's my point is that like i don't it's just downhill from here for him regardless unless he scores like three goals and has 12 assists every single game (laughs) well hold on you think you think that ek is going to be like the next like lidstrom or chelios or something and play till he's like 44 you're going to be zadino charo I'm he not may saying walk I... across the street and get hit by a bus, and they put him in some sort of hyperbaric chamber, and he comes out ten years younger and fifty years stronger. And next thing you know, like the older he gets, the better he gets. He's eighty-five out here with a Yager mullet, just beating the crap out of everybody. We don't know. I'm not saying I think it. I'm just saying that it could. All right. Because you never and and you know, nothing is, you know, nothing is absolute, right? Like. Like like Rocket said, like he could, he could get hit by a bus tomorrow, but at the same yeah. time he could, he could win the Norris Trophy next year. You know what I mean? He nothing could, is. But here's nothing my, is absolute. That would be a hell of a turnaround for him. And, and here's my point. <clears throat> so you would expect that a guy who is the highest paid defenseman in the league, if he's signing an eight year deal, you would hope that at least half of that year or half of, during the course of half of that contract, he would challenge for the Norris. Is that out of line to expect no, something like that? Not at all. Oh. But we're also halfway through year one of eight. Yeah, but I'm just saying, okay, he, he's nowhere near Norris this year. Say that he has a bad year next year as well. Like, it, you know, again, it's, it's that whole idea of when you say something at one particular point in time, it's, oh, you don't know anything. You don't know what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. And then three years later and it's still the same and now it's kind of like well okay he's not you know what i mean like mm-hmm. when is it okay to finally say something i it's i think it's okay to finally say something when it's multiple years of the same thing okay then i like that that's good we'll talk to you in two years about which, this which, well, which is why <laughs> which is why that first year of vodka i was like you know it's a tough year new place he's going to come back and then that second year, he came back a little bit, but not all the way. And it's like, all right, what the hell is this guy doing on this team? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, dude, the thing he is known for the most wearing a Sharks jersey is injuring Jumbo. Well, you know, if if if, if it all does really go downhill with EK65, we can always just think back to those eight weeks that we had last season. 
Uh, actually, it was it was it was six, wasn't it? Eleven weeks. So. Oh, wasn't okay. Oh, sorry. Oh, eleven I, weeks. Uh, can we talk about something else? I'm so yes. sick of talking about it. <laughs> All right. So with that, if you'd like to hear more about that, make sure to follow us on social media and all our channels. Yeah, if you want to hear me punch things, yes. Discord. And if you ever miss one of the shows, we're on all your favorite podcatchers and yada, yada, yada. So let's talk about something else. I don't know why it took so goddamn long to do it, but they're finally here, everyone. The All-Star Jersey. Yay. 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 All right. So let's just talk about this. We'll show you the St. Louis one, of course, from the start, since it's their party this year. Um, what do we think, Rocket? You know, I, re- I really like them. I, I, from a style standpoint, I, I posted about this on Twitter, too, about how, like, the old school stripes across the chest I really find appealing because you see them in so many old time hockey like that configuration is on so many old time hockey sweaters that you don't really see anymore. So it's sort of a nod to to this, the nostalgia of the league. Um, but then to have, you know, like last year, the big the big problem was like, you know, it was just black and white, black and white. and There was no color. So I do like that they left the logos in a little bit more of a color format with the gray or white background i i think it's really clean really classy it could have been a lot worse yeah i'm <laughs> see the problem is but that seems to be the thing with everything is that it could have been worse <laughs> but anyway um yeah that, i mean it's i i'm totally liking what you're pointing out with the color that at least you know last year was so bland with everything being monochrome would have been nice to have a hint of color. So somebody literally took that comment <laughs> to heart and said, okay, we're going to give you a hint of color. So we're just going to feature the primary color from each team. And okay, that works on some. When the when the team uses a deep color, like a New York or a St. Louis, where they have a deep primary color, I think it works. Teams like San Jose, I don't know that this works. And teams like the Penguins, ho, oh, you guys got hosed. <laughs> I don't mind it. I don't Ooh. mind it at all. Oh, I think those no. are abominable. Those, That's the, 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 uh, the Predators got hosed. The, the, the ones that use the lighter colors, man, these are hard to look at, jerk. That's that's the point though. It's it it's not supposed to be like the current jerseys they wear. It's supposed to be yeah. a theme or a style. You know what I mean? And yeah. if it was like if 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 all but one team had the correct color and then one was like randomly done, I'm like, what the hell is going on here? But the fact that there's multiple teams with kind of like a tweak on their color, I think it's a cool little style. Um, I like what Rocket said about the stripes going across, where it's kind of that old timey uh, vibe, though. You know what I mean? I. Well, it's based I, on a musical staff. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I also read that it was based on sheet music. I oh, mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah, I yeah, get which, it. Okay. which I think is cool as well. And um, so I like it in that respect. Uh, shout out to the NHL for also listening to people's complaints because everybody bitched about no color. So turn around and we got color. So Yay. I think that's a huge win there. And you look uh, at it, you know, obviously the same. It works really cute for the for the Blues because you know part of their logo is a musical note, and so you put it on a right. staff. It makes sense. And I, I'm not very keen uh, on the patch placement. Uh, I think it should be on the top of the shoulder, like it is every other special event. I'm not super fun. I don't. I don't think the patch on the arm thing is too fun. I think it looks 
stupid, frankly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, As do I. All that in mind, will I be getting one of each? <laughs> you can you you could bet your house on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know the the really odd thing though about this is that like when you look at the Pacific, um. You know, of course, the L.A. one, it's like they're already black and white. So every like to me, this just looks like a, a uh, like, I don't know, a practice jersey for L.A. or some like, I don't know, inner squad, uh, <laughs> you know, practice thing. And I the, Vegas, the Coyotes one. The yeah, Vegas same. one is also. Stupid. Yeah, is really stupid. Um, but I got to say, you know, when you look at it, the pr- again, I think the ones with the primary colors at Calgary, Vancouver, those look the best the logo really pops but you look at the oil you look at anaheim it's like oof but i will gotta say <laughs> out of the ones from the pacific the one that really pops to me the most for some reason is your yotes yeah i was gonna say i i like the white logo with the colored accent as opposed to the other way around i i don't know why i just think it looks sharp um and it's called, it's called negative space there you go yeah it makes Love me wonder if every day Rocket went to art school. So. <laughs> well, it just makes me wonder if the other teams, like the Oilers and the Ducks, if they should have went the same way, if they inverted those. We, well, ah. well, the Oilers did invert, though. That is the inverted logo. Well, then they shouldn't have inverted. <laughs> then it was a bad I will choice. Say too, I will say, too, leave the picture up here for me. Yeah. I will say, I think that these pictures, obviously, they're taken with a nice camera. They're shopped up like you wouldn't believe to in order to pop i imagine once we see the real deal out on the ice on tv or if you're fortunate enough to go to the game i think it it'll look a little different and i think if if people aren't really fans of it i think it'll look better um and if we can just pop over back to the sharks one really quick mm-hmm. uh, so that shade of teal aj does it remind you of anything it, it's i can't put my finger on it what is it Oh, wait, wait. I think I know where you're going with this. That's all I'm saying. Can of corn, AJ. All right. All right. Are we not talking? Are we not discussing? You know what? We'll save this for next week because uh, got an interview scheduled for that. There could be a lot of fun info coming out next week is what I'm saying. So anyway, can of corn, baby. (laughs) Can I, can I ask one more thing though? What was the, um, what was the idea? I just, I'm trying to understand the principle behind like, okay, you know what we're going to do when we uh, release these photos here? I think the thing that we really, <laughs> that would have really set these off is if we just throw them on the ground and take the photo there. You know what I mean? Like, what the and, hell is and, the point of that? <laughs> I, I think that's probably supposed to be St. Louis's parking lot. <laughs> I was just going to say, you look at the cracked pavement and it's, and it's really capitalizes that St. Louis vibe. So mm, definitely St. Louis, but, that is not ubiquitous to St. Louis. My friend, take a drive around San Jose. The roads uh, look the no, same. No, no, no. I've heard uh, St. Louis is a dump. So St. Louis is, is, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> They're the shock absorber industry of the ca- capital it's, of the world. It's a, it's a fine suburb of Nashville. That's all I have to say. <laughs> let's let's just say everybody thought that uh, everybody thought the city was going to have to clean up San Jose last year. They're going to have to put in some some yeoman's work on St. Louis. We'll say. Oh that. man, Nashville fans are going to have a field day with it. Jeez. 
All I'm right. telling you, like any time that St. Louis fans have to travel to Nashville, they trash Nashville. Doesn't matter if it's for a, a football game or for a hockey game, like they just trash it. So, and I mean, and and if you ever have taken the time to Google St. Louis food, you'll know what I'm talking about. Well, <laughs> here, hold on. See, this is the thing. If I remember correctly, weren't last years where they, it was like they were floating in water? Uh, the, the you're talking about the launch, right? Yeah, well, essentially like the, the same thing that when Adidas yeah, first yeah, released, oh. yeah. yeah, when they first released, okay, so we've done, it's, this is almost, okay, we're doing like a whole like fire, earth, water, like motif, like next year, they're all going to be in kind space. Of, not really, because this one was a whole, that lat, the whole water thing was like uh, these recycled plastics that were pulled uh, out of the ocean the, kind of the thing. Par, the Parley style, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, so think, you're so trying to say the, the stuff that they use to like fix but these are all these jerseys going to be used to fix potholes in St. Louis when we're done playing the game. <laughs> Give me a break with this. <laughs> oh, uh, AJ, do you have all? Do you have all the jerseys uh, queued up? No, just uh, a couple. Just they didn't the, release every one of them. No, just yeah, the did. the Pacific. No, I I don't, dude. We're we're you know we focus on the Sharks here, so. Just the Pacific ones. As Somebody does. <laughs> Sorry, well, I just want to see if you had the Flyers one queued up, but that's okay. No, uh, although that's well, those all suck too. Um, so uh, let's move on from that. Uh, it should be fun. Should be interesting. Uh, well, it'll be really interesting to see if anybody else bags out besides Ovi and Flurry between now and the uh, All Star Weekend. So moving on. Um, well, yeah, Silverberg bagged out. Oh, silver uh, figures. But that's right. because, but that's because his wife is in labor. So okay, that I'll labor. give you a pass. So yeah, that I'll give you a pass. Uh, I figured the other thing with Ovi, he just wants a drunken weekend. To be honest, he's like wants to relive Stanley Cup stuff. Anyway, Jonas Donskoy got killed earlier this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, Ryan Lindgren, dear lord, I, dude, Donskoy got pasted. And there's a couple things I want to get into this. Um, first, uh, you know, Nazem Kadri answers the bell, goes over, beats the shit out of uh, Lindgren. And, you know, uh, it was a quick step up. Quick step up. Uh, I haven't really seen that from the Sharks this year. I'm not expecting to, but I'm just saying uh, that, that was definitely an answering of the bell. Uh, now, the weird thing about this is, first off, like Department of Player Safety says they're going to hold a hearing. And then, like, a day later, they tweet out, after further review, we've decided that uh, a hearing isn't warranted in this situation. Um, I mean, jerk, are, are you, you know, call, should that have been a hearing? Or do you think, in the words of Pierre Maguire, it was a clean, hard hit? <laughs> uh, you said hard, and I thought of a corn dog. Uh, so. Oh! I'm so glad I wasn't the only one. That was last week's show. <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it's tough because it's definitely like he did hit Donskoy in the head, right? But it, it, it's one of those situations, and, and it's based on the verbiage of the rule book, right, where the head was not targeted. You know, it, it's a situation where, you know, Donskoy is, is, is looking down, he's making the pass, and then you know, comes up at the last second and it's just unfortunate timing. And, and I think, you know, good on Nazem Kadri for, for answering the bell, as you said, but I don't know. I mean, I think maybe 
just the fact that you went through the whole loop hoopla of saying there would be a hearing, I think maybe you just throw a fine because of the severity of the situation. But to me, it didn't look like something that was targeted. It looked like, you know, there was a type of hit that was lined up. And then when it was too late to get out of the way, the positioning changed and there was nothing he could do about it. See, and this is my point. You made, This is what I wanted to get into. I'm glad you picked up on this rocket. I, that, this is the part that gets me. We're, he's, he's going to get a hearing because of what mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. And then time goes by. You know, we've looked a little harder at it. We decided, you know, not going to do a hearing. Yeah. And it's just that to me, the, the walk back, I thought was BS. Like, at the very least, you could have just said, okay, look, we're, we're not going to fine you. We're not going to do anything. But just uh, we're going to keep the whole hearing thing because we're going to look like total idiots on Twitter or, or and, you know, if we, like, try to walk this back. So we're just going to But don't worry. You're not going to get anything. Like, that would have been okay. Mm-hmm. But when when have they ever been like, don't do this because we'll look like total idiots? They're just like, we look like total idiots. That's our brand. Yeah. Well, okay. You make a good point as well. Maybe it was somebody in this back. Hey, you know, everybody thinks we're idiots. You want to know how we can really piss people off? Watch this. <laughs> and then they're like, yeah. After further review, we don't need. And okay. Anyway, whatever. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, hey, more firings, more firings, everybody. Uh, Nashville fires Laviolette. Places him with John Hines, ensuring that Nashville may not ever win again. <laughs> well, it, it's funny because they they found a way to win. Uh, so good on them. They've won two in a row. Hey, now. Um, John Hines has been in Tahiti this entire time. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say, is this one of the, the usual honeymoon periods? Uh, it could be. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think Nashville is like the Sharks, where their roster is way better than the way they were playing. Mm-hmm. And like, and I would even argue that Nashville is better than the Sharks. And so the fact that they were under the underperforming really surprised me. So I, I think this is just a matter of, you know, things coming back around to the way they're supposed to be. You know, I mean, if I, I, I've said it before, I'll stand by it. I think if Nashville can get their power play fixed, they, they're going to win the Stanley Cup. So we'll I can see. just, I just want to see all these people going, dude. Okay. So we know Everybody and their mother, it feels like, uh, looked at the shark situation this year, and they just keep pointing to what happened in St. Louis. And they say, hey, that doesn't matter. Remember St. Louis last year? You know, not taking into account that that's like the first time ever in NHL history that that's ever happened. It's a complete anomaly, but everybody's going to go, oh, well, the shark can pull that up. I just want to see all the people that sit there and go, you know, Laviolette was a great coach or whatever, but, you know, Pekka Rene never scored a goal when Laviolette was here. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's what I want to see. Uh, <laughs> you know, everybody, everybody talks, everybody talks about how St. Louis came from the cellar to win the Stanley Cup, right? I'm waiting for like the team who like holds the president's trophy for like the first two thirds of the season. I want to see them miss the playoffs. Like that's what I'm waiting for. You oh, know what I mean? Oh, oh. I would like that. I would like that. I would like that a lot. Yes. God, that sounds like something that would happen to the, the Sabres. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, all right, let's burn through some more stuff in the, around the NHL. Uh, we Again, we mentioned Hines. So the New Jersey Devils have fired GM Ray Shiro uh, six months after trading for P.K. Subban and sending out Taylor Hall. Uh, hockey jerk. <laughs> yeah, I, I think... I think in this one, I think they allowed, you know, Ray Shiro. I mean, Ray Shiro did his best to build a contender, 
I, I think he ended up making a mess of it, though. And when he tried to clean up his own mess, I think he made it worse. Um, so, you know, why not get a different voice in there? I mean, New, Jer- it, New Jersey goes through these ebbs and flows where every time they're up, it's like, this is it. Finally on the right track. <laughs> we and got Mirko freaking Mueller, man. This yeah. is the time. And then, you know, and then they stumble down a flight of stairs, right? So it's like. I, it makes sense. You get a new voice. You see maybe the new guy, he's got a different idea of who's valuable and who's not. And you go from there. I mean, you know, I, I think of New Jersey now and it's kind of hard to remember when they were, you know, the benchmark for a while. Remember? Mm-hmm. And now it's like now they're like the laughing stock. It's like pff, New Jersey's the eighth seed, like in what, like in December, like, <laughs> you know, like, so I think a new voice will do good for them. I, I, I very much remember early 2000s where it felt like the Sharks were trying to pattern their franchise around what Jersey was doing. Yeah. So I get what you're saying on that. Um, what else we got here? See, this is going to be like the hockey jerk time because he's the one that came up with all these uh, fun little things. So uh, Say it, AJ. Say it so I can tell everybody how wrong they were. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Here we go. All right. Uh here comes one Mr. Hockey Jerk to espouse his wisdom on one Ilya Kovalchuk. Oh. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't want to say I was right or anything. <laughs> but if, if we recall, if we, if we go that. back here, if we, uh, <laughs> if we, you know, if we go back, we check the tapes, we look at the receipts here, uh, which I, I do have pulled up. Uh, Ilya Kovalchuk put up uh, nine nine points in 17 games this year with LA, and that was in spite of being relegated to the fourth line, regularly benched, and his head coach just generally hating him. So you think, okay, if he can do okay in a shitty situation, how's he going to do in a good situation? And now it's a small sample size, obviously, but four points in four games with Montreal. He's on the top line. He led them in ice time, uh, if you're listening live yesterday on Saturday against the Ottawa Senators. So it's obviously been a huge breath of fresh air, um, but he's also playing for a coach that doesn't hate him, as I said. Um, you know, early returns are looking good. So, you know, the last over the last two years, every time somebody's told me I was wrong for liking Ilya Kovalchuk, I just want to say, where are you at now? Uh, continuing with the Hockey Jerk segment of this. And now, here's Hockey Jerk to explain to you why Matthew Kachuk is a pussy. Oh, man. Okay, so this, I, I think this is candidacy for Game of the Year right here. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> so, it, it's Edmonton versus Calgary, right? Calgary's at home, they're wearing their beautiful third jersey, so it's already, like, it's a perfect night. Uh, it's the Hockey Night in Canada late game. Jim Houston, Craig Simpson, Scott Oak, the whole team is there. Uh, so everything's great, you know. Uh, and it's your typical Edmonton-Calgary game. A lot of goals. I think it was 3-3 three to three at the end of the first period. So, like, it was bang-bang real quick. Uh, a lot of hard hitting, obviously. And, uh, you know, Matthew Kachuk, he he likes to stir the pot a little bit. You know, he's a, he's, he's a guy who does things. And uh, he caught Zach Cashian with a clean hit uh, thrice. And uh, I know there are some folks on Twitter who are saying, how can you say those are clean? Well, no head contact, no charging. Uh, The only thing that Matt Kachuk is guilty of is hitting a guy whose helmet is not strapped on properly. Uh, So 
Kachuk runs Cashian down, and, you know, after the second hit, Cashian gets pissed off, grabs Kachuk by the collar, slammed him on the ice twice, which is incredibly dangerous, um, but also punched him in the head while he's on the ice, which is equally as dangerous. And, um, you know, I, I saw a lot of Oilers uh, fans and, and uh, we'll say, correspondents um, <laughs> talking about how Kachuk uh, is a turtle and, and you know, he should have answered the bell there. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's kind of hard to fight somebody when they're grabbing you by the back of your sweater and slamming you down on the ice. I mean, to me, it's a little hard to get your gloves off in that situation. Um, again, I don't know, just a little. Um, it's also kind of hard to fight somebody you're not looking at, but again, who knows? Uh, so yeah, and then game ends, Calgary wins, and they're first in the Pacific Division, and you think that's it. And then it spills over into the post game. Um, you know, they're asking Zach Cashian about it and he's talking about how Kachuk targeted him, which I mean, Cashian is a capable guy. I don't know why he's so concerned about being allegedly targeted. Um, hmm. but you know, then Cashian said, you know, he said Kachuk was a good player, but that he's a pussy and he needed to answer the bell. And that's not me trying to be funny. That's the actual verbiage that Zach Cashian used. Um, and you know, made a mention how two years ago Kachuk turtled and didn't want to fight and. Now he did it again, allegedly. And so, you know, not to be outdone, Kachuk whipped out one of my favorite quotes this season where he said if he doesn't want to get hit, he should get off the tracks. I think that's an astounding quote. Uh, And then he followed that up by saying, you know, he can be rattled by that all he wants, but we'll take the two points and we'll take the first seed in the division. And I'm like, right answer, buddy. (laughs) Drop that mic. Go home. Damn. I like it. Yeah, it was a hell of a, hell of a game. And uh, for those who want to review it in a way that's not me reciting it, uh, the Sportsnet YouTube channel put up a six-minute video of the entire sequence, so you can check that out. Me six likey. Six minutes. Ooh. Yes, that's going to be fun. I like that. Uh, I got to say, uh, I'm enjoying the, shall we say, that we're seeing less restraint during the post-game comments. <laughs> I'm, I'm liking a little bit, especially where, like with uh, when Tortorella got fined 20K. <laughs> Just fucking technology. <laughs> I, like, I prefer the less restraint. Again, I'm one of those guys that says, you know what, we need every player mic'd up and there needs to be like, a bonus thing for center ice that, you know, we've already got the option where you can like choose cameras or whatever. I want to like be, okay. So for the second period, I don't want to hear any commentators. I just want the on ice mics. And that'd be cool. Oh dude, that would be, do you know how much money the NHL and center ice with direct TV, whatever, how much these people would make if that was an option, like a hundred dollar add on. Not only that. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I kind of almost wonder if the NHL maybe like secretly is getting murmurings about, hey, maybe we should maybe not necessarily encourage these kinds of interviews post game, but definitely not uh, penalize them as much unless it's going to be something outrageously penalized because then it will draw more press or like media attention to it. But like if if they know if if the NHL knows that these post game interviews are are getting people a little bit more buzzed and excited because there's a little bit more contention between individual players or teams, whatever. Um, Maybe they think it's good for the sport. Maybe they think it's something they should do. I don't know, but I like it. 
finally, a couple of quick notes for the All-Star game. Uh, Patchy Reddy is replacing Silverberg, as Hockey Jerk mentioned earlier. Quinn Hughes, David Perron, TJ Oshi, and Mitch Marner voted last man in as if that was a huge shock. And finally, Justin Williams has re-signed with Carolina. Shocker. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> Rocket? Where were you when Justin Williams resigned? <laughs> Man, I don't know. I was probably like in the living room or something. Like, this is just—it's Mike Fisher all over again. You know, yep. like—is this a—is this a trend also that we're going to begin to see again? Is like players who maybe don't have eighty-one games in the tank plus playoff materials left in them. You know, but the—they—they're still like, oh, I'm here. Like, if, for example, if things had gone differently for the Sharks this season. And they hadn't, they'd still been in a good playoff stop, you know, and they'd still were as good on the ice as they are on paper. And say maybe, you know, they had room on the cap and they had room for whatever. And, you know, at the trade deadline, they just signed Patty because, you know, they're going to go for a cup. You know, like, would that have happened? Because I kind of feel like it would have. Could have. It's trending that way. I mean, as long as, as long as you get the contract signed before the trade deadline, you're set. So. You know, I we like you said, Rocket. We saw it with Mike Fisher. We saw it with just we've seen it with Justin Williams. Now, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I've definitely kind of joked around, especially when the Sharks have gone, you know, on on long playoff runs, right? Both the Stanley Cup Final and the Western Conference Final. It's like, you know, we've made it all the way, you know, this far, and it's like, ugh, now we got to go through the whole, you know, process of starting over from the bottom, and it's like, you know. It, like you said, if you are in a situation where, like, maybe you can't hang with 82 games, maybe you do sign up for the last 19 games of the season and just save all that energy. I mean, if the team's good enough, why not? You know what I mean? Like, you you look at what Justin Williams did last year, like, definitely, to me, looked like a guy who had enough in the tank for a full 82-game season. Mm-hmm. And instead, he's coming in at the halfway point. So when you think about it, like... Carolina's already a good team. Now they're getting Justin Williams back. It's kind of like having a trade deadline rental, but for free. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Let's uh, do one more little quick one before we're out of here. Ooh, Barracuda. So the Barracuda had themselves quite a day today because they cannot figure out how the hell to play the Stockton Heat and win. I don't know why they can't pull it off. However, they did put out some crisp jerseys for uh, today's (laughs) game. Holy hell. Uh, mm, 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 mm. Go check the SJ Barracuda social media platforms. Damn. Just damn. And uh, a friend of mine actually got two of them. I'm wow. not. I don't know for a fact that there's a trade coming up with me and this guy. I just know it to be true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I actually I do know somebody who got the Blickfeld one, uh, and I'm infinitely jealous. I was monitoring that auction, but it got a little too high for me, so I had to bow out of it. Yep. Um, it was diving into uh, hockey jerks poker money. <laughs> uh, I don't play poker. What are you talking about? <laughs> so uh, that uh, the uh, second of the three, uh, the series of three bobbleheads came out, of course, today as well. What was today? Today was featuring McCarthy and someone. 
Oh, it was McCarthy and first one was the first one was Timo and Dell. The last one I believe is like Heed and LeBanc. Today was McCarthy. Oh, it was McCarthy and Jake Middleton. There you go, mids. There you go. So uh, anyway, go check that out. Uh, Barracuda also pummeled the crap out of uh, who was it that they destroyed nine nothing the other day? <laughs> Ontario Rain. Yeah, whole, which they owed him because Ontario beat the crap out of the Barracuda early on in this season. So nice to just you know drop a That's bomb. The, and, and, and the Ontario. Ontario Reign are a decent team this year in the AHL, but this is the second time they've allowed nine goals to the Barracuda this year. So <laughs> so what you're saying is LA is going to need to shop around for defense because they're not growing any on the farm. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, okay. if you look at, if you look at their top prospects coming in, a lot of them are forwards, but I'll say this. Some of those guys are pretty scary. Um, so what kind of, uh, never mind. I'll, I'll ask it later. This is getting off topic. And I just the man, the Barracuda are a weird team, right? Because it's like there are some games where like everybody gets a point and it's a good team win and everybody's dialed in. And then there are other games where it's like, you know, whoever's in net like can't stop a basketball. And it's like, what happened? You know, like the, the Barracuda have two separate games where they've scored nine goals, but there's also two separate games where they've conceded seven or more. So it's like, what is happening? Right. I uh, couldn't tell you. No idea. They also scored seven another game this year. And it's, I mean, they have a lot of guys who are scoring a lot of points, which is obviously fantastic, but you got to stop the goals too. True, true. Yeah, Sachenko seeing some time. So I don't know. Could be fun to uh, see how that turns out. Uh, now that the Sharks, at least in 2020, seem to have, I don't know. Between what Nathan Shellman and uh, Carlson on the fourth line, right Solid now, line. yeah, I don't have a problem with that line whatsoever. But at this point, we're seeing it's like okay, so we're going to send down Blickfeld, we're going to call up Radiel, then, and we're probably not going to use him. And then, like at, at this point, is the press box for the Sharks like I don't know a reward for the, a Barracuda player who does well? <laughs> I just don't know if they're going to see any ice I- time. As weird as weird as this may sound, I think Radil getting called up to the Sharks is actually indicative of how much of a short leash he has, right? Because you look at it, look at Joachim Blickfeld, right? His choices are being an extra forward for the Sharks or playing 19 minutes a night for the Barracuda, mm-hmm. you know, which which is better, playing 100%. And so. Radil getting called up now means he's going from playing to not playing. And, you know, I, I if a 29-year-old pending UFA is in the press box, who gives a shit? But you don't want your dynamic offensive weapon who's 20 sitting in the press box. Exactly. So um, I'm just trying to think. Um, I mean, if, if they just get him a tray... I think he'd be fine serving all the beverages and, and hot dogs Jesus. up in the uh, in the press <laughs> box. I mean, just a nice tray, You've, like the you know the cigarette girls from those movies in the fifties, where they can just be you know walking down press row up in the box and like you know anybody need anything? M and M's, Swedish fish. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all of those things. All right. So uh, again. <laughs> 
Again, in case you miss any of these live, which we do every Sunday, uh, you can always catch us on YouTube. Again, the replay will be up momentarily. And on your favorite podcatcher, audio only, of course. Everything on TealTownUSA.com. Had a couple of articles run last week and have a couple of interesting articles that are going to be dropping next week. And in fact, uh, front office interview that I'm really looking forward to is coming up in the near future. So check that out. Again, follow us on our social media channels, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit. Don't forget we do a kind of a little Discord after hours thing from time to time. So <laughs> from time to time, time to time, to time, to time and yeah, take, four take, hours a night, yeah. five days a week, <laughs> taking you deep into the morning light. <laughs> it's the Teal Town USA Discord. So, Rocky Jerk, Rocky Jerk, and hold on, Rocky <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> hey, we've just become a power couple, and that's yes. our name. Rocky Jerk and Hocket Hocket Backhander. <laughs> uh, I, I've been known to hock it a few times in my life. So. Hey, now. hey, now. All right, Jesus Christ. Yeah, the, see, this is the problem when we go too, when we go too late. Rocket Backhander, where can the people find you on social media and your final thoughts? Hey, my final thoughts. This team has an identity. You know, they are what they are. I'm a freaking Sharks fan, people. I love them. Uh, uh, you know what? My name is Rocket Backhander. And if you missed me, I encourage you to put it in reverse and try again. You can find me, <laughs> you can find me hanging out over on Twitter over at uh, rbackhander76. That's capital R, capital B, little ackhander76. Um, or you can check out my photographs over on Instagram, rocketbackhander, one word. And if you want to avoid me, stay away from both of those places and probably this podcast too. AJ? Oh, all right. And Jockey Herc. <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> Hey, hey, what's up? Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome back to my channel. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say what I what I've said the last few weeks. The sharks are not out to the woodshed just yet. Despite uh, it, what it, some people on social media may tell oh, you, <laughs> oh, oh, of course. I mean, the sharks the sharks may be only seven points out of a playoff spot, but if you uh, if you if you uh, take what they're uh, on pace for, then it means that they're out of the playoffs two months ago and we should stop caring because, uh, God forbid any other team besides the sharks go on a losing streak. Hey, now, mm -hmm. uh, so if, if you like my optimism, uh, I'm not saying the sharks are going to make the playoffs. I'm just saying that they still can. If you agree with me, you should follow me on Twitter at hockey underscore jerk. Um, that big things happen, and I know I say it every week and nothing happens, but you know what? Following me is a big thing in itself, so you should do that. I uh, want to say quick hello to uh, Coca-Cola. Please sponsor me. No free ads. Uh, every week with this shit. I'm just saying I drink their damn drink every week. Not once do they kick me back anything. I have a Starbucks tattoo, and I've never gotten a latte out of it, jerk. Well, um... I don't have anything to say. <laughs> All right. Shouts out to the Russian River Brewing Company. And <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Uh, I'm AJ underscore strong on the social media. Find me those places. Uh, Going to echo uh, what Jerk said is, you know, look, the team isn't out of it yet. Are a lot of the indicators pointing to yes, um, you can make 
that argument. However, tread deadline is not here yet. And, you know, a big indicator of whether the team is doing well or poorly is are you a buyer or are you a seller? So what what was what was that deadline or, cap cap going? Or are you or are you in the seller? Uh, I that was too. Uh, so again, for reference, trade deadline February twenty fourth. Uh, I'm always really bothered by the fact that it's a weekday because people work on weekdays, but that's why you got PTO, right? Uh, so, <laughs> well, I mean, what? Uh, so <laughs> as. <laughs> As it stands right now, the Sharks have $5.141063 million in cap space, in deadline cap space, excuse me. Um, and obviously that number fluctuates depending on how much money you have on the books and that sort of thing. And the Sharks have kind of been playing this game all year where when they have a long layoff, they'll send some non-waivers guys down and then call them back up. And nothing to be alarmed by. It's just a matter of saving every penny you can and... You know, you keep accruing cap space every day, so and keep at it. And provided that the Sharks put Couture on IR, what does that do for their cap number? Well, so if they put him on injured reserve, nothing. It just opens up a roster spot. But if they put him on long-term injured reserve, the Sharks can add an $8 million player to the roster. Now, what? But, now, now, but... but explain that though like how long what's like what's the minimum what's the max on LTIR uh so LTIR the ma- the maximum the maximum money that you can take it's it's very confusing a lot of uh, a lot of people think that when you LTIR a guy that's how much cap space you get but that's not true when you LTIR a guy that's how much you can go over the cap you're probably thinking that means the same thing you're right but phrasing is everything so if the Sharks put Logan Couture on LTIR, which I don't think they will because he's only – I mean they could, but I don't think they will because he's only gone for six weeks. They could add a, uh, up to $8 million in salary um, – in cap hit, excuse me. Um, so if the Sharks are in the hunt without Couture, maybe that's something that they can do. And then obviously, um, as you may all know, cap hit doesn't matter in the playoffs. You know, you can load up your roster with as many guys and dollars as you want. So, again, because he's only out for six weeks, I don't think he goes on LTIR. But if the Sharks wanted to put him there, they could. Um, so, we'll see. That might be something to consider. Mm-hmm. Considering considering we know he's out for six weeks and he's not even on normal injured reserve right now. Yeah, which was a little odd to me, but that's just me. He's on abnormal injured reserve. Right. <laughs> Perhaps he's in New York talking to the Rangers about goaltending. Who knows? Oh, Lord. (laughs) 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 That's not funny, AJ. Okay. Uh, So with that, uh, thanks for your tuning in, showing up, uh, saying hello. We will catch you all next week for show 89. Again, live next Sunday. And... uh, Join us on the Discord momentarily because uh, we might have to talk about a colossal screwing of the pooch thanks to a football team. Ugh, we're, I don't want to talk about football. See, I know. Thanks to a football team in Houston, a colossal screwing you of the pooch. said the letter F, and I thought we were going somewhere else. Oh, hey now. Hey now. So with that, um, everybody, thanks for coming. Thanks for playing. We will see you all. 
for show 89 next Sunday. And with that, I say keep it real. I keep it teal. Keep it real teal. And we will see you all next week. Get well soon, Kelsey.